Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Welcome on in, ladies. Today we are talking about how to assume your authority when you're in a gender-biased environment. And we have Tiffany Kirkwood with us today who has spent the last 25 years in the construction industry. And I think she's probably very well-placed to talk about this topic. Welcome on in, Tiff. Thanks, Rebecca. It's great to be here. So what I'd love to know from you, Tiffany, is in your experience, how many women have you sort of found yourself in the company of and could you talk about sort of your career throughout your career up to you know senior level where you are now yeah so not very many and I think within the yeah the STEM environment there isn't very many they come in and then they kind of tend to go out so prior to even construction I was in dental and dental again is all males lots of them all the dentists are mainly males so it's a very male dominated industry and so is construction I think for me though that biased. I think we're getting there and we're getting better at it. Right. And we're digging deeper, yeah. but they still struggle. Men all the time struggle with me as she doesn't look like she's been in this industry for very long. Thank goodness. I say, Oh, thank you so much. Yes. That's a real compliment. <laughs> nice compliment. I love it. But if you are taller than me, you can see I have gray hair. Then um, what value are you adding to me? Because I feel like I can't talk to you like you are an engineer that you know how that machine works and everything else. So I've had to do all the time, even when I was younger, I had to say, so I've been here now for seven years and I actually know what I'm doing in here and blah, blah, blah. And this is how old I am. And this is what I've done before. And as soon as I meet someone, whether it's a customer, whether it's a peer, whatever it is, I actually always have to, again, state what I've done, what I've done well, some of my faults, full transparency. This is how I work. This is what I know because I, I have to keep kind of letting people know that I have done this job and that's to me. Okay. And it's funny because I, I do it all the time. So it's just quite normal. And people are like, why are you telling me how old you are? Then <laughs> so, you know, like I, I have done this for a long time. Yeah. yeah. When I say have two kids and they're younger children and, and people are like, so, but so, and then they're trying to calculate my age and I just say 49. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I had babies late. That's, that's it. Okay. So it's quite funny though, to have to always have to remind myself to drive in that and to answer those questions. I was just, I've just been up to see, I think six customers. One was owned by females. So it was wonderful. And it's really nice to see. And I have some great conversations there too, about how you manage that. Um, but I think one of the biggest things now as a leader is for me to make sure that in our pipeline, we've got a good balance coming in into the industry and how can I make a difference there to make sure that we are doing that and driving that change. And I, there's a few courses that I think it's really good in this industry anyway, to have men do to understand the differences. And you'll get some, I've had some great experiences with girls who have been like on oil rigs 
Yep. And there's no female bathroom. And I think even right. here, and I shouldn't really say, but we had a, a plant, uh, a branch with no female toilet. Yeah. Because there was never any females there. And so that's not right. And today I have three girls coming back in January that have had babies and I have no mother's room. So I'm now creating a mother's room with a lock and all of those things, right. Which you think, Oh my, really? Like, is that really still going on? And it is. And it is. And absolutely. It is. Yeah. will keep saying yes. When people ask, yes, we will have that done. Yes. Because I, I think if you say no and you just make it, no, you can use a washroom or you can, no, yeah. it's enough. Yeah. So, and it, with that, I think my, the one thing that always gets me is when I was going to be a product manager for Volvo and I had those chief engineers and there was three of them and us three product managers. And I was the only female and my engineer was like in front of everyone. He was like, I can't believe I got the female. And I was like, really? Oh, gosh. <laughs> Am I any different than these two over here? No, I'm not. And me and him are such good friends now. Yeah, we yeah. worked really well together. But again, that was that bias that his unconscious bias came straight yeah. out. But I use him as my example all the time and he hates it. But it was very true. And even in when I'm working with a bunch of males, you really have to kind of just prove yourself every time. And it, that depth of knowledge is so critical to be able to do that. Do you think that's going to be the way it's going to be, Tiff, you know, forever that women have to just kind of work harder, you know, prove themselves more deeply, be more qualified? I mean, do you think this is going to be the way it's going to be? Or do you think, do you see that things are changing? I see that things are changing. And I guess it was now 15 years ago when I worked for Volvo or even longer. In Sweden, it's very balanced. Yeah. And um, so for me, yes, I think you can see that it will change, but it has to change we, we all need to do our part, the males and the females. And there was one point in Caterpillar where they asked me to, um, to sponsor a women in network. And I said, no. And the females were not happy with me. They were like, I cannot believe as a senior leader, you will not sponsor. And I said, no, you need a male. You don't need me to sponsor. I will 100% back you guys up, but we need them, the guys to come on board. Yeah. Can't, oh, I need them to sponsor you and say, this is the right way forward. I'll be there to back you guys up. But there is no way. And there, there was a big kind of change for them to say, hey, maybe she's right. Maybe we need some males as allies. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And, and to be a part of that conversation. Yeah. We did another sort of training and the guys in the room, we were telling them what still goes on today, sort of like the bathroom and all of those things and um, what people say to us and stuff. And they were like, that doesn't happen here. So some of the guys, like, it, they just don't know until you say, yeah. yeah? They're not aware. So you need to make them aware and you need to talk about it. So how would, what advice would you give? You know, say, for example, a woman finds herself in a situation that is clearly gender biased. You know, would you suggest that she calls it out there and then? Yes. In a public space? Would you suggest that she deals with it privately? What, what would you suggest that she does? Okay, so I've done both. I think you, you really need to be able to read the room and who's there. Mm-hmm. So it's funny because with me, I think, some of the guys will treat me as a really good friend. And so they'll say certain things that are slightly, and this has always happened to me, slightly inappropriate sometimes. Um, and I'll let some of them get away with it. And some of them I won't. And I will say, yeah, absolutely not. And if you say it in a bigger forum, then they all go, oh yeah, no, who, yeah, God. There's, and then they'll start calling each other out too. Right. That's where it, the change happens though, isn't it? Yes. Which is a really good point. When I, and then when I call them aside and say, do you, when you said that, this is how I felt. So if you keep saying that, it's not going to, it's not good. 
So I think they need to understand that. And I, I do think that sometimes, again, it's that unconscious bias sometimes that people just don't know. Mm. So until we keep telling um, and being transparent and honest and not there to make them feel like they've done something wrong, but to tell them. Mm. Yeah. And this is what you could have said instead. Yeah. Is how I, I remember having a situation like that, Tiff, when I was working in corporate and I overheard a conversation that three guys were having in the kitchen and I happened to walk in and mm-hmm. It was inappropriate, let's just say like that. They were talking about one of the girlfriends and it was very inappropriate. And I just said to them, I was kind of making my cup of tea and I just turned to the three of them and I said, you know, you guys are a disgrace. And it's not that what you're just talking about is a disgrace because that is a disgrace. But the fact that the two of you are listening into that conversation and agreeing and sort of not calling out the guy who was talking, for me was the worst part of that. Correct. It's, it's not appropriate. And I sh- it shouldn't be inappropriate just because there was a woman in the room. It should be inappropriate anyway. Yes. And of course, that's my view. That's me looking through a female lens. But yeah, that's the truth, right? And I really genuinely don't think that things will change until men start calling men out on those sorts yeah. of um, behaviors. Yes. And that they will call them out. That's the other thing, right? Yeah. So Caterpillar does this awesome course called Breakthrough Leadership for Men. And women come in and share their stories. And then this is when they go, yeah, no, that doesn't happen. And, and then they learn that they need to call each other out. So when I hear that, awesome. because that female that's told me that story, and that's not right. Yeah. And I want my daughter and I wouldn't want my wife and I wouldn't want my aunt. And I would, you know what I mean? And then they start going, okay. Mm. Yeah. That it has to come from the leadership too. Yeah. It's yeah. so in a corporate situation like that. And it's so good for you to call them out. Like a lot of people would just walk by. Yeah. I won't yeah. either. Don't want the confrontation that, you know. Yeah. And don't want to be looked at like, you know, she's the one that says that or. Yeah. What. I think that's the thing. There's a fear that you're going to be kind of judged now in some way as some sort of prude or some sort yeah. of, you know, somehow negative again, belittling the woman. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I think if it's something that sort of jars with your values, whatever that thing is, then you kind of say something. I mean, whatever that topic is. Yeah. And I, and I think of a corporation too, I think that's another really critical part is those values that they have. Mm -hmm. So here it's called no harm. Yeah. And they do self-training and whatever and gender bias and all of those things, because I think of the 3,500 people, we've got like 3,100 that are male, right in this industry, in this business itself. So we do do a lot of that, which I think is so great. Mm. We can talk about it more and that we can help and all of those things and just be truthful and honest about it. Yeah, Yeah. we need the awareness first, don't you, to be able to make any change. Yeah, absolutely. That was really, really valuable. Thank you so much for sharing your views on that. No problem, it's been great chatting. I can't thank Tiffany enough for coming on the show today and sharing her insights. I thought it was so useful to get some practical ideas as to how Tiffany has managed certain difficult situations throughout her career. And I love the idea of just calling things out. I love the idea of being vocal. I love the idea of um, bringing to you conscious awareness these challenges that so many of us women have in the corporate environment. And look, if you're looking for support in your career and you're ready to step it up and you're looking for a coach who has a lot of experience of working with women in male-dominated spaces, then I would love to speak with you. I would love to help you really build your profile and build your brand within your company so that you can get the most from every opportunity that your career can provide. If you are interested in getting hold of one of our free resources, then the seven habits of female execs who get promoted is the greatest resource for you. You can get that by going to rebeccasfreegift.com. It is crammed with useful advice. And I'm very aware that we have um, aspects that sometimes are out of our control as women, 
but it's still important that we take charge of our careers and we don't settle for mediocre opportunities and that we strive for the best that we can from our careers, no matter what environment we're in. We always have choice. We always have the opportunity to take control and to move forward. So grab your copy of The Seven Habits of Female Execs Who Get Promoted by going to rebeccasfreegift.com and I will see you next week. Thank you.